have seen or heard that last week, Elon Musk, his um, company, Neuralink, they held what they called show and tell. And it was basically their big, you know, unveiling event. Like he likes to have these events with his companies like Tesla and Apple and others will do. Will do. And it was called show and tell. And they were announcing the latest advancements of Neuralink, which Neuralink is their brain implant, neural implant device that they claim on the surface is meant to um, meant to help the blind see, help people who you know can't walk be able to walk and things like that. It, it, they pretty much like promote it as this way to help those in need. That's one thing, right? And this article I put together, I called it Beyond the Hype, How Neuralink Advances the Transhumanist Agenda and Harms Innocent Animals. And this is a 2000 plus word article that I wrote today. So we're not going to be reading the whole thing here, but I'm just going to hit a few key points. One thing I'll start with, if, if you're looking at this image and wondering like, what the heck, what kind of weird thumbnail for those who are watching on screen, what kind of weird thumbnail did they choose for this article? So what you're looking at here on the left side of the image is this brain replica that they use. They did a demonstration to show how they will uh, insert the Neuralink into somebody's brain. And what you're seeing on the right side of the image is the robot that they created specifically for this task, which is called the R1 robot. And so it, it, you have this little round device that they say is about the size of a quarter. They showed some images of it and it has 64 nano threads connected to it. And this robot Oh, and within 15 minutes, it threads those 64 needles directly into your brain. So they were doing demonstrations showing how obviously they weren't doing it on a human brain or even a real brain. They were just doing it on this kind of replica. And they showed how it just, it looks kind of crazy, Mike, honestly. It's like this little robot arm going at the brain like very quickly and then sticking a little thread and pulling it, you know, and then it does that. And by the end, you get this web of 64 threads that are in your brain and the implant stays there and it because the skulls closed over it and everything. And you never even know it's there. And you can even charge it wirelessly. Did you know that, Micah? But needless to say, this is last week, November 30th. They were super excited about this. The big announcement being that Elon Musk's company is saying that they are expecting FDA approval to begin human trials within six months. Quote, we have been working hard to get ready for our first human. We want to be extremely careful and certain it will work well before putting a device in a human. We think probably in about six months we should have our first Neuralink, Neuralink in a human. And I just basically went through the three-hour event. I tried to, you know, I just quoted directly from him and some of the other pe people from his team uh, what they were describing and then tried to look a little bit, you know, deeper than what, not just what they're saying, but also maybe what, what where this is headed, right? And so for one thing, Elon Musk said that they could, quote, miniaturize the neural implant to a point where it matches the thickness of the skull that is removed. He compared the brain, uh, brain implant to, quote, replacing a piece of your skull with a smartwatch. And he said that it's very important that these devices are upgradable because, quote, you wouldn't want an iPhone 1 stuck in your head if an iPhone 14 is available. And he said that you'll be able to take these out to replace them if it stops working for any reason. I don't know why I would or what that means. <laughs> and he said, or if you will just want to upgrade to the latest version. Uh, and like I said, 64 threads. So I go on here to describe some of this. And what my point with getting into this, like two things, within days of Musk's show and tell event, Reuters, mainstream news, uh, reported that Neuralink is actually under federal investigation for, quote, potential animal welfare violations. And this is something we've mentioned before. This is related to animal welfare violations. And it's accused of testing being rushed, causing needless suffering and deaths of monkeys. Uh, that it was reported back as far as February of this year that 
hundreds of monkeys, I think even maybe as high as thousands at this point, have died in the process of um, testing out Neuralink. And uh, specifically, like it's supposed to be pretty brutal, the process that's described. So we knew about that already. There's a group called um, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, the PCRM, and they had put out a report back then. They also had announced they were going to file a lawsuit against University of California, Davis, where the uh, Neuralink company is working and having their testing. And so now Reuters, though, is confirming that there's actually a federal investigation going on and that the Neuralink's under investigation for this potential, uh, you know, violation of the Animal Welfare Act. And it says that the federal probe, which has not been previously reported, was opened in recent months by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Inspector General at the request of a federal prosecutor, according to two sources with knowledge of the investigation. They said that they talked to ex-employees. They said that they had audio recordings, emails, and presentations related to this investigation. So that's happening days after. And in fact, whenever Elon Musk announced on Twitter that um, in case somebody out there missed it, you know, he's now the owner of Twitter, richest man in the world, these kinds of things. But he actually responds to people on Twitter. So there's a lot of people like, oh, my God, he he commented to me. And so I've been tweeting to him, including this story. And the yeah, day the day he announced that he was going to be holding the press conference for this, I asked, I said, will there be any comment about the monkeys that have died during the testing? And, you know, people were harding it and retweeting it, whatever. But he didn't respond. And no, for the three hour presentation, they didn't address this situation at all. And Reuters even said that they didn't respond for comment. I also tried to get comment. Um, you know, we're not expecting any comment, but needless to say, they speak for three hours about the alleged benefits of how this is going to help the blind and this and that. They don't mention at all that these monkeys that have died and uh, just the situation, the treatment of them. The, just it's it's pretty disturbing when you read the the lawsuit and look into what's happening. So that's one point. And the last thing I'll say in this, and I'd love to get your thoughts, Micah, as well as you out there listening, wherever you're watching, comments, let us know what you're thinking about this whole Neuralink thing. But I wanted to make the 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 end the article by kind of noting that when you really pay attention to what uh, Elon Musk is talking about, I think it's a little bit bigger than just this, we're going to help the blind see, we're going to help the handicapped walk. He said that their goal is to create a, quote, whole brain interface, and that Neuralink needs to read the signals of the brain so that it can know how to, uh, I guess, replicate them and adjust them where needed to give the body the ability to, to to either rework again or to telepathically communicate is one of the things they're working on. They have Neuralink and monkeys now, and these monkeys, they see a highlighted keyboard on the computer, on the screen, and they move the cursor with their mind to spell out things, right? And so they're saying this could help people who are, you know, handicapped and they might be able to type faster with their mind than anybody with hands can on their phone and things like that. They're promising that. But really, again, a little bit deeper, he says, you also want to be able to write the signals. You want to ultimately do that for the entire brain and also extend that to the rest of your nervous system. So I, I wrote here that the implications of being able to write signals to the brain are worrisome enough when considered beyond the context of helping the blind see or the handicapped walk. Who would decide what signals were written and sent to the brain? What impacts would this have on the nervous system with long-term use? These and other questions were not addressed by Musk and his team. And then he kind of reveals his bigger picture here that he's saying that his main motivation is what do we do about AI? And this is his quote, what do we do about artificial general intelligence? If we have a digital super intelligence that's just much smarter than any human, how do we mitigate that risk at a species level? He went on to say that the best case scenario is that AI is very benevolent and humanity is able to quote, go along for the ride. He said the biggest limitation in going along for the ride and aligning AI is the bandwidth, how quickly you can interact with the computer. We are already cyborgs in a way that your phone and computer are, are already extensions of yourself. 
And he basically starts talking about how limited we are with typing with our thumbs or speaking with our voice and that AI is going to surpass this and that we need to be able to bridge that gap. He says, this is the fundamental limitation that I think we need to address to mitigate the long-term risk of AI and also to go along for the ride. So he's really doing this because he does believe that, and he said this before, as far back as 2014, he's been warning about the rise of AI, but his belief is that in order to avoid that risk, we need to merge with AI. We need to merge with humanity. Or humanity needs to merge with AI, machines, which is very much at the root of this transhumanist philosophy. And even in 2017, he spoke at the World Government Summit where he said, I do think there's a path to having some sort of merger of biological intelligence and machine intelligence. And the finally, the end of the article, I just remind the reader that, you know who else calls for these things? Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They talk about very similar ideas that he's calling for, like wearable devices, implantable devices, universal basic income, AI asking about whether man should merge with machine. Klaus Schwab telling reporters, at first, we'll implant the, these devices in our clothes, and then we could imagine that we'll implant them in our brains or in our skin. And in the end, maybe there'll be a direct communication between our brain and the digital world. What we will see is a kind of fusion of the physical, digital, and biological world. So interesting, just those connections. And whether or not people will accept this, I guess time will tell. But they're six months, Micah. They're going to be testing this on human brains in six months if they're not already. Well, I guess if it's volunteer, that's one thing, right? If you want your brain to have whatever on it, in it, and through it, I guess that's your bodily autonomy and et cetera, right? Um, and I guess to answer some of the questions about like who will do it, if it was like that, I guess other than perhaps some animal torture, I don't see any real reason morally to get in the way of it, right? Because if people want to do that and it's an agreement between them and their brain stitcher upper or implanter, then so be it. And I know Mr. Musk, he likes to he likes to kind of be presented or maybe he doesn't like it, but he comes out being presented sort of like I, tell me if I if this is a misrepresentation, sort of like a guy who built his own self up like that seems to be the mythos around him. Correct. And I can't hear you, uh, but um, I was it, saying that is the mythos for sure, with the emphasis on myth. And the reason I'd like to go here is this isn't entirely true. But, you know, at the same way that's being perpetuated, here he is, and I'm sure if pressed on it, he'd say, oh, I was, you know, using a metaphor. You said that portion about we're already cyborgs because of our phone. Well, I don't know. According to you, may maybe I'm just being a little bit too legalistic here or taking words at their meaning. But according to Oxford Language Dictionary, a fictional or myth hypothetical person whose physical abilities are extended beyond normal human limitations. And here's the key by mechanical elements built into the body. My phone isn't in my body yet, Mr. Musk. I don't know what you've been doing with yours, but mine is not in my body. And, you know, as long as that's still a choice, uh, you know, Mr. Musk can do whatever he wants over there with his phone. No, I agree. I agree with that. Generally speaking, like, you know, I and this is something I've posed to to the audience at different times. Like everybody knows we were believers in bodily autonomy and individual liberty. So people have that right and that ability to do so. But I think also, well, in addition to that, we also still need there needs to be a conversation about just considering the ways it's going to impact our world around us. Like, you know, and with I've had this example for years because I had a friend back in the day when who who years ago was already on transhumanism and a libertarian who considers himself like still a transhumanist 
at the same time. And he was saying, you know, in the marketplace of say ideas, or uh, if we were to go out there and try to apply for the same job and I install like a, you know, a, mic a camera in my eye, some kind of contact lens, and I'm able to go uh, tell the boss that, Hey, you can watch me through my lens here all day. You'll have a record. It'll be streamed directly to your you know, emailed to you every day at the end of my shift, or you can tune in live at this address and see exactly what I'm doing. That that he was like, I'm gonna get the job over you and your organic human self, right? And so I think things like that, in addition to people who want to augment their body and who want to try to change their not just their um, like merging with machines, but we've talked about this before too, Micah, the the gene editing going to that direction, right? There's gonna be all kinds of different ways that people try to augment and change themselves. And without even getting into potential arguments about what that might do to somebody in the long term, mentally, physically, even spiritually, I say, um, people have that right to do so, but it will still affect the way we interact and live with each other. I mean, we might start existing in different realities, right? The people who are augmenting themselves are gonna be probably gravitating towards each other. Some of them might augment themselves to be faster than us or to you know jump higher, all kinds of different advantages. Certainly, and they may have some disadvantages, like those mosquitoes we've been talking about. You know, those mosquitoes, when they introduced all those male mosquitoes that could do things the other male mosquitoes couldn't do, but then they kind of destroyed the female mosquitoes' life. So the female mosquitoes didn't want to be with them anymore. Maybe that's what will happen to some of these people. I don't know. Maybe they'll just have, you know, the advantages that they have by you, you know, getting or using that. And you're right. I do believe that's a conversation that will be had. Um, you know, what point does it get to where if you don't have your kid um, with this or that installed in them, are you an unfit parent, right? You know, that's where it really starts getting invasive because before then we're just speaking about some sort of, you know, oh, I've got the choice to do this. I am going to see better. You know, I am going to I don't know, have an extra gigabyte of memory, you know, or whatever it might be. I can see lots of people making those choices. And, you know, I have very little to say to get in the way of those choices. But when it turns into, oh, you don't have electricity, so we're going to come send CPS in. You don't have your kid, you know, you don't have your kid at the bare minimal of memory storage. <laughs> you know, therefore, you can't have your kids anymore. And the state's going to come in and make sure they're you know, optimized or whatever that that's where, and I don't know that we're going that way necessarily, but you do hear it. Mr. Musk saying that that's an ought, like almost a moral imperative on it, right. That, that we need to, that that's the next step. And he doesn't seem like he's just saying I need to, he's not like saying, gee guys, you know, I, I got all this money and it's really cool. I got fast cars and everything, but you know, I want to be able to uh, you know, fly like Superman. I want to be able to do these things. He's not doing that. He's saying like, there's the whole collective, but you know, the greater humanity uh, needs, not just wants and the benefits of helping the blind and all of that, which, you know, we got to have a question there on whether saving the site for the blind is worth torturing monkeys. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, there's a few conversations in the, in this whole yeah. thing. That's why I, you know, I, I encourage anybody who wants to read it. I just posted the link wherever you're watching from. Uh, you can see it over at the Last American Vagabond. It's called Beyond the Hype uh, Neuralink: How It Advances the Transhumanist Agenda and Causing Harm to Animals. So check that one out. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. 
Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.